Thanks for listening to this message from Whitstable Community Church. To find out more, go to www.whitstablecommunity.church. Hi, it's Mike here, and we're about to listen to a podcast about praying with unbelievers. And this is part of working out our DNA value, which is to share our hope. The scripture that we're going to be looking at is 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 6. And again, you're free to uh, look that up. So what does our scripture tell us about praying for unbelievers? Well, first of all, um, we are to pray for all people. The scripture says, first of all, then I urge that supplication, prayers, intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people. Secondly, this is pleasing to God. And our scripture reads, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Also, this seems to be a priority to Paul, because our scripture starts, first of all then, I urge that supplication, prayers, etc. are made. But the same could apply to intercessory prayer. Um, where we pray on behalf of unbelievers, but they don't actually hear what we're praying. We do it um, remote from them. Here, though, we're looking at a completely different type of prayer for an unbeliever. It is a form of intercessory prayer, but it's one where the person that you're praying for can actually hear um, what you're saying to God about them. Now, I looked on the internet and uh, had uh, found an interesting um, observation from a hospice chaplain who wrote, I find myself praying daily with unbelievers who are not only open to prayer, but regularly ask me to pray for them. And he notes um, four things about his prayer. He One, he prays for their prayer requests. So he particularly listens to what they're, they're requesting and concentrates on that. He doesn't go off, off piste, if you like. He focuses on, on the prayer request. He will pray the gospel in that prayer. He will introduce biblical truths in that prayer. And he'll also pray for the blessings God has already given them. So that's interesting that a a hospice chaplain has to pray for unbelievers all day long. And he doesn't find that um, people are adverse to that. In fact, people uh, look to that. So how does this apply? How can we apply the scripture um, and live this out in terms of being freer in the way that we pray? Uh, for unbelievers. Well, first of all, I'd like you to look at motivation and I want you to try and consider that you, you, you can accept that you are a signpost that God may just want to raise up in an unbeliever's life who is totally unaware of how lost they are. If they're walking along um, the pathway of darkness, you're that light. So however you view your lack or, lack or strength of faith, Let this be an opportunity to shine a light in the spiritual darkness that envelops this person. Let love be our motivation to bring them, however briefly, into the light of God for a moment of peace. Let this be a blessing to them. The opportunity, there needs to be an opportunity that you recognise and you take. Let's face it, it is easier when people ask us for prayer But I have found there are countless opportunities when people are talking to me to actually respond to their trouble by actually saying, can I pray for you? Really concerned for you. Can I pray for you? They almost always say yes, but they are sometimes surprised when I say, right, let's do it now. They they think I'm going to go away and pray for them. But 
ask the Holy Spirit to prompt you in this area of taking opportunity. I have a useful pact with the Holy Spirit that he's always regular with and sometimes I'm not so regular with that he will prompt me to want to pray and sometimes I chicken out but a lot I'm trying to increasingly listen to that prompt and then take the opportunity to ask someone uh, who's presenting a problem can I pray for you and then you're just carrying that person in a stretch or a prayer to the healer's feet you and the Holy Spirit are doing that you're you're, you're with God in this you're not alone now, there is another way of recognising an opportunity to pray for an unbeliever, and that is when you have a word of knowledge or a picture. But this will be covered in a later podcast. For now, we want you to be free to pray with when people are presenting problems in their life to you or have asked you to specifically pray for them. So how, how do we do it then? Well, during Healing on the Street, when I prayed for many people, I was always amazed at how responsive people were to the presence of God. And these are people that had no relationship or understanding of him, yet they were so open to the Holy Spirit and his presence. And it's no surprise because they're God's creature. They're designed to um, be uh, responsive. And this is what Hotz taught me and I find it useful even now whenever I pray for unbelievers and sometimes even with believers I find this useful. So this is the, I'm suggesting you need some kind of um, um, process that you go through when you pray for an unbeliever. First, I ask what they would like prayer for and I keep to that. Two, I ask if I can put my hand on their shoulder if they're the same sex. Three, I ask them if they are ready to receive God's love to comfort them you are his creature and he is your creator. I ask God to pour out his love on this person and warn them that they may have a sense of warmth as they come into his presence. I pause for a bit and again ask God to bless this person. I ask Jesus to bless this person and bring freedom into their life. I then ask God to answer the need expressed in the opening question but pray also that this person would know the safety and comfort of being protected by God. And then I, I stop. A couple of pointers on etiquette. Don't touch anybody of the opposite sex. If someone is nearby who is a Christian and same sex as the unbeliever, then partner with them. Don't go on and on. I know I go on and on, but don't go on and on with unbelievers. Keep it moving and sweet. <coughs> if you have pictures or words of wisdom, then... Um, ask them, are they interested in hearing what you believe God is saying about this situation? Don't just dive in. Don't speak in tongues. Save this for intercessory prayer afterwards. And unless you are well practiced in your gifting, don't, don't follow up a, um, uh, a picture or word that is condemning or challenging. And again, we'll have podcasts that explain a bit more about that later. Turn to follow up. Perhaps our biggest fear is that God will not answer this prayer and we will be left to feel foolish. It is important to address this after you have prayed by saying to the unbeliever that regardless of what happens, God is offering a very deep and supportive love, loving relationship through what Jesus did on the cross and then leave it there unless they ask questions. So what questions do I want you to consider? What times have you prayed for an unbeliever? <coughs> Share how has that worked out? Two, are you prepared to partner with the Holy Spirit in this and take the opportunities that may arise to pray for unbelievers? What hinders you in this? And lastly, why not practice in your group now 
praying for your brothers and sisters using the pattern I proposed here. What can you take from this? Thank you for listening and may God bless you.